Galaxy of Film presents. Then fucking go! What is up, guys, and welcome back to Galaxy of Film, an LFG episode. I'm your host today. Been a while since I've done one of these. Um, back in the host chair, you know, grinding out up here at MSU, partying too hard, getting too drunk, getting too high, but going to class sometimes. Today we're going to be talking about Glass Onion, the new, the second installment in Ryan Johnson's like murder mystery trilogy. Like nothing really connects the titles between Glass Onion and Knives Out, except for the text font that they used. Um, I'm not alone this week though. I'm joined by none other than Jake from Mayhem Pictures. He's been on multiple times. Um, he was close to being one of our day ones. We got, we, I don't know, man. I don't even know how you, yeah, day two. I don't even know how. Yeah, day two. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely a day two. I think I, was, I think I was like Green Knight era. I think that was like July of 2021. Yeah, I got, yeah, like, yeah. No, that's Facebook group with Max, and then I got connected there. Was it the A24 Facebook group? It was. It was the A24. Okay, yeah, dude. And we needed yep. uh, someone to fill. Yeah, man. Yep. I do remember that. He was telling me about it. He's like, I got. I think I found someone to you know for time. I'm like, that's cool, man. Bring him on. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's been going on, Jake? Over with you and Mayhem Pictures. and It's Christmas time. We just got done with Christmas, in case you guys were wondering. Hell yeah. Christmas time. Um, not too much. Just been working a ton, as always. Catching up on the awards films. I'm pretty much like I've pretty much seen everything at this point, so that's good. I, there's like a three other gaping holes that I've wow, three other holes <laughs> that I've that I have that I have not seen yet. But other than that, everything I've I have seen. So I'm I feel yeah. pretty confident with this award season. So I'm excited to see what gets nominated. But other than that, nothing really going on. Did you see Babylon? I did. Yeah. Is it getting the hate that it deserves, or? I, I liked it. I mean, it's like a little. It, 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 it's it's the it gives me the Wolf of Washington vibe. Okay. Like it really does. Like it like it gives me that kind of vibe where like it's kind of all over the place. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of a mess, but it's like yeah. fucking good. Like I I liked it. I liked the movie, but I don't know. I mean, the the, the ending does kind of like totally fall apart, but. Other than that, like I had a good time. Like I enjoyed it. Well, that's good, man. As yeah. long as you enjoyed it, so it really fucking matters at the end of the day. That's right. What about um? What was the question I was gonna ask you? Because I'm not caught up. This has been one year where I've just just napping to a theater. It, it's hard going. I miss my AMC, dude. I miss seeing Nicole yeah. Kidman come on and say we laugh together, we cry together. Heartbreak feels better, good in a place like this. That's right. God, dude. Well, but um, the question I was gonna ask you was. Is Ana de Armas still in the lead for uh, Best Actress? Uh, I don't... Is she even into talking anymore? I don't know. Probably, maybe not for Oscars, but she did get a Golden Globe nom, but... Yeah, I saw that, but I'm talking Oscars, man. Damn! We'll see, we'll see. I mean, we got Kate Blanchett, we got, uh, we got uh, Michelle Yeoh from Everything Everywhere, uh... I think, and then there's like three more that people are talking about, but I mean, she, she very well could sneak in there. I wouldn't be surprised. That'd be cool if she did. I always yeah. liked her. Uh, who is it? Kate Blanchett was in that Tar movie, wasn't it? Yeah, Tar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure That's will get in there for that. Apple, isn't it? Or no, which one? I don't remember which studio did that one. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Interesting. But anyway, yeah. um, today guys, we're talking Glass Onion, Knives Out, um, sequel, 
Oh, uh, Benoit Blanc is the guy who connects these two, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a trilogy. After the success of Knives Out, Netflix paid him what? Like $4 million, $400 million to yeah. get exclusive. Number. Yeah, exclusive rights to him and writing this trilogy. Jake, before we even dive into the Glass Onion thing and everything like that, what do you think of um, what do you think of Knives Out, and then what do you think of Netflix's big bid to get to start this into a franchise? So, I saw Knives Out on Thanksgiving Day with my okay. grandmother. Great time, uh, and I, I really liked it. Like it was, it, it ended up kind of growing on me the more I saw it. Like I, I liked it when I first saw it. Like I was like, yeah, that was that was like solid. Like I'm, I'm really happy with how that turned out. Like great thanksgiving day movie surprisingly and like had a lot of fun with it um but i've just like over the years i've just kept rewatching it and going back to it and finding myself really enjoying that whole ensemble um yeah, yeah. And, and daniel craig's uh, benoit blanc i really i thought he did a great job and and i was very excited to see where they would go next i didn't know they would go anywhere next to be honest i didn't know if they would make a sequel to this but it was Lionsgate, and I'm like, all right, Lionsgate needs IP, so maybe they'll make this a franchise. You know, they got John Wick, but they got they had the Hunger Games. So yeah. let's see, let's see what they got next. And maybe they'll maybe they'll make a Knives Out universe. Like who knows? But then Netflix just paid them out the ass and said, yeah, here's basically half a billion dollars. Make two more, and you and Dan- Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson got like the biggest payday of their careers, and they made two more for Netflix, and I was skeptical because I'm like, you guys are taking away uh, one of the last original ideas and and just shuffling it on streaming. So I was I was I was tentatively nervous, but um, yeah. I I'm I'm happy that they bent their rule a little bit and had this play in theaters. I'm it sucks that it was for a week, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad I was able to venture out and go see this in the theater because i i had a good time with it and i wish it played in theaters because i think this would have done really well over thanksgiving again like just like the first night i think yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. and it did for the week that it was in theaters i don't know why netflix just like stupidly pulled it they could have made so much money yeah or if they even put it in back in theaters during christmas time for those yeah. two weeks like i don't know anything that's out right now that could compete with you know a family let's go to the movie type thing yeah like, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots, but that's not even performing like that great. Yeah, exactly. It's a movie, but it's not yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Knives Out. When I saw it, I saw I got an early screening um through school or something like that. So I saw it like a whole month early. It was obviously premiered at TIFF. Then I saw it sometime in October, the day before Halloween. Then I saw it again during Thanksgiving and everything with the family because I was telling my parents I was like, guys, this is a feel good movie. And like it's it's yeah, like it's just a great movie. And after that, I've seen this movie over fifteen times. I'm pretty sure, just a comfort movie. And you know, like you, when Netflix just you know wrote a blank check for these for these two guys, it was like holy shit. This poor, like you said, an original idea getting turned into a franchise. I was like, come on now. But uh, yeah, it got put in theaters. I was happy about that. Did you you saw it in theaters, didn't you? Yeah, first one. Yeah, oh, Glass Onion or the first one? Uh Glass Onion. Yeah, I saw Glass Onion in theaters. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get over there. I just didn't make it in time. The fucking theater said it had a showing, and then, of course, it didn't. I was like, get the fuck out of here, guys. Um, 
But yeah, man, Glass Onion. So Benoit Blanc's on another case. Um, that's the only character left in it from the first one. Um, this person just died. No, not this person who's like a big tech designer, like the Mark Zuckerberg or whatever, has a bunch of his friends, and he's like, "Go, come to my getaway, and we're gonna pretend I die, and you, someone's gonna have to find out who who killed who killed me." Just kind of like Clue, but uh, in real life, you know, just billionaires being billionaires, basically. So that all happens, and they all go there. Benoit Blanc gets invited. And there's this one friend. I don't. I forgot her name, dude. Janelle Monae's character. Yeah. She uh, she has a twin sister or whatever. And oh, spoilers if you didn't watch the movie, but I don't know why you would be listening to this. Um, cause yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, dude. Janelle Monae has a sister, and like her sister was one of the group, but she got sued and she lost a big paycheck from what was it? What was uh the company called? Ooh. Yeah. Um, shit. I don't Damn. know. It's about a month ago. What the fuck? It was. Um, I just saw it two Dave, weeks ago, man. Dave Batista kept saying, "I want to be a part of whatever news." Oh, shit. I don't remember. It's blank. I don't know. Let's I'm see a- here. Uh, glass onion. <laughs> Only the best here for you guys. I know. Glass onion <laughs> company. <laughs> Ever, ever clear, ever clear, dude. Ever clear. Ever yeah. clear. There we go. Um, so yeah, he, Edward Norton's the big tech boss of that. Janelle Monet's sister was, but then she got killed because she found a napkin that proved that she had intellectual property. Yada yada yada. Benoit Blanc solves the little fun game case very fast. Then Janelle Monet's sister um fakes her death. And who the only real person who died was um so far. Was uh, and the only one was Dave Batista's character, just because he had pineapple, mm-hmm. and the house blew up and everything, and all the one percenters were like, "We're gonna stick with Janelle Monae's twin sister for the next time," and that was about it. The clear crystal or whatever wasn't good either anymore, mm-hmm. so everything just kind of blew up for our for our Edward Norton character. First of all, man, what'd you think of the cast? When the cast got announced, what'd you think of the cast? Um, uh, not as stacked as the first film, but yeah. I was definitely like, you had some like Catherine Hahn is in this, and I think she's fantastic. Um, Dave Batista, I was curious to see in a film like this. Um, Edward Norton, of course, I was very excited about. Um, but everybody else, I was kind of like, all right, like uh, you know, Kate Hudson, obviously, Leslie Odom Jr. They're they're all great talents. Uh, yeah, yeah. Day. Um, but I don't know. They just they. I was I wasn't like, oh my god, this is a bunch of a listers. But I was definitely like, let's see what let's see what happens. Like I'm I'm I was curious about like what the story would be because the first one I loved this like kind of family drama that was going on and and to to remove that element I was kind of like, well hopefully it still works out and it's a fun enjoyable mystery. But it worked out. I thought this like group of friends was pretty believable and I thought like. You know this whole like this this whole like glass onion bar idea was a lot of fun, um, and the, how they're just like how I met your mothering it in the in the with with the napkin and shit, and then they're just yeah, like, yeah. their company and making big moves. Um, I I thought they worked. I thought they had good chemistry as 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 a friend group, um, and I love the way um, they kind of play around with like perspective. Um, in the movie too, where they'll like show scenes in different ways uh, as we, as we move forward. And, and we'll talk about that more as we get into it. But 
it was really cool to see like Ryan Johnson crafted this so like meticulously and so like down to the minute. Like he really kind of had all this planned out, and it, and it makes it. I'm very. I, I really want to rewatch it to see like if I pick up on anything. Yeah, yeah. I um, I really enjoyed the cast as well, man. I thought yeah. I I was because Catherine Hahn. I think she got announced after WandaVision, didn't she? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I think then everyone was like, oh, on the Catherine Hahn kick there. I was excited yeah. to see her. Um, Dave Patisse, I wasn't that big of a fan of, but the cast was surprising to me. I was very interested to see how the chemistry would work. Like you said, like the first one we started off with a family, so they all have to have a family dynamic, and they did all that very well. This is more like they can be whoever they want. They're friends, so they don't have to fall in line. They can all have their own personalities. I thought that was really interesting for sure. Um, Daniel Craig, I once again did amazing as um, Benoit Blanc. I really loved him. Um, but yeah, like you said with the whole perspective thing, I found yeah. that to be one of the best things about this movie. I don't know if I was really sold with the whole story and everything like that, but I, like from just filmmaking eyes, it's like that one scene where he's watching his girlfriend cheat, or we think she's cheating at the time. And I'm like, well, Benoit Blanc tilted his head out the shrub or whatever. And then we see Janelle Monet do that. But when we saw it the first time, um, Dave Patisa was looking at the fucking girlfriend. Like, we wouldn't even have known that. And then he gra- he was, like, upset or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, the perspective was great. What other ones were there, man? There were a few. There's the whole part where, like, um, it shows Janelle Monet like, storm off at first. But then we find out later that she had, like, a whole conversation with Catherine Hahn. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Leslie Odom Jr. That was that was a really good scene too. Um, there's a lot of like and, and and like the whole part where she's like you know telling him to like shot tie his shoes and then like they go back and show that where they're like talking and kind of conniving together. Yeah, um, there's a lot of cool stuff like that. I really love the way this was crafted. Yeah, I think it was a. Uh, I think from a writing perspective, I think it was one of his best works for sure. Um, what do you think of um? Oh, God, what was I just going to say? It was something about that. I totally just lost it. That's unfortunate. What else you like about this movie, man? Um, I thought, I thought, I, at first, I was kind of, when I first saw it, and I was kind of driving home, I was like, I don't know if I like that, like, half of this movie, you know, it, it, it's, it's going one direction, and then, like, they retell that first half of the movie again for like most of the second act. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like I was kind of like, why? But then I like, as I thought about it more, I was like, well, yeah, you can't tell this story in order because then it's not as interesting and it's not as like engaging and it doesn't really make you kind of think and, and you, you don't really get those like oohs and ahs that you get as he's retelling it because then you're yeah, like, yeah. holy shit, everything's coming together. Cause if the movie had started with Janelle Monet, like sitting down with Daniel Craig and being like, this is what I want to do. Like, let's, let's hatch up a plan together. You would not be as engaged like from, from scene one, you know, it would be like, Oh, this is like a fun, fun story. But like, yeah, you, yeah. Wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, like that intrigue of like, why is Daniel Craig there? Like, that's all very, yeah. Like, that draws you in. And then I like that they it's 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 it just like a glass onion. They kind of peel back the layers, but you can see through it the whole time. Very yeah, yeah. smart, very great use of that title. 
Um, and, and I like the, the literal peeling back of the story as we move forward. I thought that was all very well done, and it really fit that whole title. Because, um, yeah, Glass Onion, like, kind of a weird title. And I was like, what the fuck? Really like, why is it called? Yeah. Um, but it ended up, like, working out so well, and I thought it was a, a brilliant idea. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I really loved all that stuff um, from a writer's perspective as well, as you were saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Him peeling it back was very interesting as well. Because like you said, it would be a totally different movie, first of all, if they did start off with that. And then we get instantly, like in the first act, if I remember correctly, Edward Norton says, what are you doing here? Yeah, Like you shouldn't even be here. So then you're really questioning things. I, I think this movie did a good job of keeping you on your toes. Like if you want to relax and watch it, you can. But if you're someone who just likes filmmaking and likes real detective stories and things like that, you're going to be at the edge of your seat. Because they did, it was like, what was it, like 20 minutes of him talking about switching those glasses with Dave Batista and like, what'd you think you saw? And they went back and showed that like two or three times. And then we saw the actual, like how it was where he did purposely switch it. It wasn't like he picked it up accidentally, but, and it created like that doubt in your mind as well, as well as with the characters. So I thought that was really cool. I think the cinematography though was beautiful in this film. I don't know if it beats Knives Out, but I think it was just gorgeous um steve yedlin is his uh pa or whatever yeah so i was i really enjoyed that i'm like i it's just upsetting it's not in a theater you know like they are beautiful shots in this entire thing what do you think of the ending with uh the whole reveal you know like we get that he gets the napkin we find the napkin everything's good for our janelle a character and then he just fucking burns it yeah, I mean, I really, there was something so, like, uh, just just fist bumping, like, about it, where, like, when they just start breaking shit, I'm like, yeah, fuck this guy. Like, just, just, if, if, if he's gonna, you know, basically ruin everything, and, like, yeah. to see all these people, because these are all, like, pieces of shit people. Yeah, that yeah. That are, no. like, that just go wherever they're the wherever the money is you know they yeah. really just feel like you know they'll lie for edward norton because he's the cash cow you know he's they, they'll they'll lie for him they'll they'll steal for him and some of them might kill for him and to see like all of that like crumble at the end when janelle monet has the upper hand um i thought it said a lot about all of those people and how like truly awful they were even even after they chose the side of good they were still like doing it for the wrong reason and they were just awful people. Um, I thought all that was handled really well, but to also just see them be like, you know what? Yeah, fuck you. You're kind of a dick. And then they just break everything. I thought that was so like such a great scene. Um, but yeah, to see him like this smug asshole just burn that so quickly was just like shit, man. Like it really, it bummed me out. But to see like Benoit Blanc, like kind of, give her that idea of like, yeah, yeah. you know what? You do what you got to do. I have done my part here. And then he just basically takes a backseat for the entire ending of the movie. And yeah. just let these characters just hash it out and destroy everything. And, and yeah, Edward Norton's character will be remembered in the same sentence as the Mona Lisa. Um, cause he burns the, the, the fucking Mona Lisa gets burned down. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
It was so funny, and it was brilliant. And and to have it like take place during COVID was such an interesting choice as well. Yeah, I noticed that with the masks that waiters, waiters and waitresses were wearing and like the yeah. cat driver. Yeah, and to have them like get like basically get like COVID tests before they go to the island and shit. Like it was, yeah, yeah. It, was it was well done and it and it and they were kind of I don't want to say poking fun, but they were kind of like utilizing the state of the world because that's probably they probably did have to film under those conditions when you think about it because this was probably in production like during covid um so to see them like kind of and, and like he's playing among us on the tub and shit like that was so funny um yeah yeah you know and they're just like making fun of all like the little covid things here and there i thought it was really well done yeah no for sure i found all those things funny when he was playing among us i started cracking up my sister yeah. and i we watched with the family and my sister played that game i never played it i think i played it i actually take that back i played it once i didn't know what the fuck i was doing so i was like i'm not playing this anymore i'm an angry birds guy just uh swiping you know but yeah. uh yeah no it was the ending was interesting i don't know if the ending left me like with a sour taste though because mm-hmm. like when i was finished watching it i was like this didn't give me the same satisfaction that knives out did when we get that yeah. wonderful shot of um you know that big wide angle of her up top and everyone else at the bottom. Like mm-hmm. she got the moral high ground and won with it. Like here it was just like, okay, they burned everything. He obviously, like you said, got rid of the Mona, you know, will be remembered in the same sentences as Mona Lisa. And I thought about that too. I'm like the logistics of that. And I'm like, no, yeah. Like if you're at the bar and you'd be like, yo, you remember that dumbass? And you say his name and then you're like, he burned the Mona Lisa. He would be. So I was like, that was, that's an interesting, you know, trying way to be remembered. I don't know. I, I liked it when I finished it. Like, I didn't hate it. I think it's going to be very hard in this trilogy that he does have planned out. Not, maybe not planned out, but that he's, you know, pay, was paid to write. I think it's going to be very hard to beat that first one of Knives Out. Yeah. Now, I don't know how you, like, like you know, how, I don't know how you felt about it. Like, after it was all said and done, Jake, like, what would you rate this film? I, I feel it's on par. With the first one. Okay. And that's, that's a good thing. I think, like, to have it be... Yeah, this one doesn't necessarily have the replayability as the first one. And it doesn't have that same, like, instant kind of classic vibe that the first one does. Like, you watch the first one and you're like, oh, like, this is super stylish and really well done. And I think yeah, this yeah. is going to be, like, a classic in a couple of years. Like, you can you get that vibe when you watch Knives Out. But I think this one is a different kind of thing, which I really appreciate. I'm glad that it is not, like, the same thing, but in a summer resort. Like, I'm super happy about that. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. It's so different, and it, and it kind of swings for the fences in certain ways. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I for me, I would give it a best spin on its way to Corson. I think it's near perfect. I think it's, 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 it's about on par with the first one for me, but... Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. I think, and like like we've said on this show many times, when you take it out of the theater, it just loses something. Like, it's so weird. It Everything it, about yeah. this movie was, it was I, and I, I looked it up, too, just to make sure I wasn't insane. Everything about this movie is done by the same people from the first movie. Everything. Yeah, yeah, But for whatever reason, because of that fucking Netflix logo at the beginning... Our br- something's with our brains where we're just like this is not a movie like it's it's a yeah. weird thing i don't know what it is but y- even when i saw it in the theater i'm like this is fantastic 
but it would have been great if this was like a real like theatrical movie. Like yeah, I, I don't yeah. even get it. Like it's so weird. Like if they just took the Netflix logo off of the beginning of this yeah. movie, and that's such a dumb thing that I can't like disconnect from. But like for whatever reason, when you know something is meant and made and paid for for the small screen, it takes you out, and you're just kind of like, well. Lionsgate, if Lionsgate had made it, and I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but if Lionsgate had made it, <laughs> you know, it it would have made yeah, yeah. felt more of like a prestigious event. But it, you know, as it stands, it's still fantastic, and I think it's like one of the best Netflix originals out there. But yeah, no, for sure, it's still a Netflix original, you know. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. It's it's it like you know, like you said, and like we've said on the show as well, it loses something. I don't, if if it's the communal value, and you even saw it in a theater though, was yeah. your theater packed? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, like it just loses something. I remember I saw the Irishman in theaters. Not me too. And that was great to see in a theater. You know, then maybe just with like nostalgia, Pacino, De Niro, and uh, Pesci's like one last hurrah, the gangster mm-hmm. films, what have you. And then I re- I tried to rewatch it again at home on the 65 inch TV. And I'm like, I liked it then, but something still felt off. But now when I watched it at home, I'm like, I really liked in the theater. Cause it just was better for some reason. It just, yeah. it just is like, like you're, it just loses something when it goes to Netflix and Netflix has such a bad reputation as well with originals, like the fear street trilogy. Yeah. Never pick up a pen again, man. If if you were the guy who wrote that or even contributed to the lights, just never stay away from film, man. Just stay away from film. But yeah, I would give it a best bin, a solid best bin. I, I, I enjoyed it. I think if I watch it again, I might like it a bit more. Mm-hmm. But something just felt off about it. Um, I, I just didn't feel the same way as I did coming out of the Knives Out theater yeah. when I was like, damn, guys, this is a dope-ass movie. What'd you think? You know? Right. But what can you do? Anyway, though, I think that wraps this uh, little LFG up, talking about Glass Onion, Benoit Blanc. Jake, is there anything else you want to say about the movie? Any closing thoughts before we sign off? Uh, no. I think I think it's a, it's a good time. Check it out if you haven't already. Yes, for sure. And speaking of checking things out, check out Galaxy of Film Productions on YouTube and galaxyoffilm.com. We got portfolios on there. We got all the videography on there. Max, I think this comes out today. Yeah, this does. Max um, dropped a Ken Dog video. So he did. He worked on the project, just finished one up, did another project. Um, everything's going good, man. Galaxyoffilm.com, that's the, where to, that's the place to find it. Galaxy of Film on all your social media platforms. And join the Facebook group. Um, early access to things. Max does giveaways sometimes. I'll do a giveaway every now and then. Um, we all talk movies. It's just a fun time. And if you're still in the Christmas spirit, we still got this little six, five, four, five days left. Turn on Eyes Wide Shut, a nice family movie. Get some cocoa, sit down, and enjoy yourself a nice Christmas film. Jake, thanks for coming on as always. Before we sign off completely, where can our listeners find you, man? Uh, you guys can, as always, find me on Instagram at Jakey Lemon. Uh, or on Instagram at mayhem.pictures. Have, Mayhem Pictures has not been doing much, but I really would like to get us back on the map. So we will hopefully be dropping stuff in the near future. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I haven't been doing stuff either, man. Max yeah. has. Max is one that carries the, carries the galaxy. <laughs> up 
It's I, I'm just a co-host and do some LFGs every now and then, man. Hey, man, what what up? Do more than me. Yeah, no, man, you're moving out, man. You got a girlfriend moving out and everything. That's, that's a good point. I mean, but like on the film side of things, like you're oh, making yeah, content, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, I got you. And speaking of content, like always, if you're out there, Little Caesars, listening to this somewhere, somehow, please give us a sponsorship. Everyone, go get your Little Caesars, six-something dollars. They have great bundles, lunch specials, combo deals. They're open light. It's a great time. Just get your pizza, guys. Little Caesars, please sponsor us. And thank you guys for listening. I got to text Max, dude. He's not right now.